The following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. In three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I have a very special guest. Rob Morrissey is in the building. How you doing tonight, Rob? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm super excited to be here. I I had a buddy who was on the show recently that I said he had a great time with it. So, yeah, I, I'm doing great. I'm couldn't think of a place I'd rather be right now, honestly. For sure, for sure, man. Uh, definitely appreciate you making time for this. I know it's not always easy to open up to strangers, so definitely, you know, appreciate your courage to to step into the wheel or to step into 34 questions yeah dude no i uh actually i'm weirdly okay with opening up about shit i oh can i curse is that oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, no no censorship yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah no i uh and not that i i don't think i'm one of those people who like you know i meet you on the street and i'm like dude here's my whole life story but i'm definitely like into revealing stuff about myself uh yeah let's uh let's do it i'm into it that's what's up man and just know it's, it's really for you and the people that know you that you know one day you look back on this and kind of just laugh at yourself or your younger self and be like oh shit that was me uh but oh, yeah dude yeah that's <laughs> i know all about that trust me for sure uh for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show we start off some with some intro questions some warmer questions just to set the tone and then after that we'll jump into a couple games um and then after the games we'll get into the wheel of fate where we let the numbers kind of guide our questions or our conversation and then at the end we'll finish it off with some closeout questions sound good to you rob yeah man for sure uh so i've been asking you this a couple times already uh but my very first question for you is, how have you been? It's been a crazy couple of years. You feel like you've been doing well. You've been doing great. How you been lately, man? Um, I've, I've been good and bad. I uh, ups and downs, honestly. It's uh, since I'm, I'm about to turn 27 in June. And I really think that like my adult life started at like 22 a lot of weird stuff happened like two years before the pandemic, you know, and then with the last two years, things have been super strange, you know, and I yeah, I like to think I'm in like a good spot mentally, you know. Um, yeah, I, it's uh, it's not like um, I haven't had the worst life in the last two years. I uh, probably the worst part about it is how much I've gotten to indulge in bad habits right of like no i'm home i'm home playing video games dude i i gave up on the gym so quick (laughs) so so fast i was like oh global pandemic i can i can stop going to that thing i'm not allowed to go to that thing oh my god it's happening yeah (laughs) i i used to be able to deadlift like 600 pounds okay i was like i was like uh, not ripped i'm like a bigger dude but i was like in good shape pretty strong and i'd gone through like i've been going to the gym religiously for like five years probably and uh yeah fully gave that up i was like i want to play video games i want to do my thing buy a gaming pc like yeah so that's that's been the the problem i think and maybe not just for me is like 
being home all the time, especially the first year of this whole thing, I just got to, uh, I worked from home. And so it was like, I was always surrounded by my comfort zones. You know, Mm -hmm. everything that like I went to to avoid stuff was right there all around me all the time. So that that's truly been like the worst part about it for me. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I've had, uh, I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, sounds like overall. Um, there's a couple things that you, that you brought up that I wanted to ask you about. One was being an adult or like you felt like 22 was, was when you started thinking like an adult. What's that mean? Because, you know, for me, sometimes I feel like I'm not there yet. I feel like everyone else has these worries and stress or feel like they need to act a certain way. And sometimes for me, I'm just like, damn, I'm not there yet. Is there something wrong with my development? But so, yeah, for you, what does an adult, what's an adult? Let me real quick. I, I don't know, like, if you have given away this on the podcast. Can I, how old are you? I am 31. So, you know. I'm probably okay. a senior when you was a freshman. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. like literally what I was thinking. Um, oh, dude. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a mindset or you know, I, people in our age group call it like adulting. You know, and I don't, I don't like that term because it feels feels cheap. Mm-hmm. Like it, it feels like this thing where it's like I don't want to do that. You know, or like I have to do it. Um, I was kind of thrust into it and here's like, again, fully cool with divulging stuff. When I was 22 years old, my dad died like out of, out of nowhere. And that happened around the same time I was moving out of my mom's house, like going out on my own, you know, and I, she moved to South Carolina. I live in Pennsylvania. So I was already losing that like one anchor to my childhood. And at the same time, the other anchor just kind of disappeared in the, in the depths. Right. And, uh, that, that was like, uh, like, okay, I'm, I'm in it. Like I, I don't, I have brothers, I have good friends, you know, I have a support system for sure. And like my mom and I have a great relationship, but there's, I think a lot of it is realizing like, Oh, I have to be my go-to, you know, there, there's no one else where I can like really take a problem and be like, you know, please fix this for me. Like, please, I, I don't, I have to make sure that like when things come up good or bad, that I, I deal with them right in the appropriate way. Cause, uh, you know, there are a ton of people who avoid that all the time, whether it's like emotional stuff or just the weird concrete structure we all live in of like, bills and rent and going to work and all that uh i really felt in those like weird six months where it was like everything was changing very rapidly i was like okay this is it we're we're taking off the kid gloves now like there's no going back and uh i gotta be honest I, i don't feel any better for it like people uh people i think are like waiting for like a a switch to flip you know and for everything to like change in their perspective and their ability to like work within reality. And uh, it's not like that. I mean, at least for me, you know, there, there was like a switch flipping moment, but it, it didn't make anything like better. It didn't change anything. It was just kind of like, it was like, uh, it was like the next step, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I, I think we all like live whatever amount of time we get on this planet and like, 
the best thing you can really hold on to is the fact that it's like, well, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to have to put one foot in front of the other. Otherwise, I'm going to die, you know, whether it's spiritually, emotionally or literally like and that's the thing we're all faced with. Right. So it's yeah, I, I, it's, if it makes you feel any better, I don't I don't have things under control necessarily. I just I, I'm aware that it's like I'm the one who is responsible, for it, you know. That's the main difference for me. I uh, like I I haven't I can't think of the last time I got money from someone that wasn't like a like a birthday money thing. Yeah, like two people, <laughs> two people in my life who like still send me birthday money. Love them to death. My mom and her sister, my aunt, and it's like that money. I I, I haven't asked for people to help me with bills or like anything since I was like. 20 years old and that's that's another huge part of it where it's like yeah i'm i'm the guy like i have to be the guy for myself Mm -hmm. i got you man i got you you know you made me just realize well thank you for sharing too about your pops uh rest easy um you know for me i still got both my folks around i actually live with them this is my room and basically their apartment and uh i think a lot of that does give me that uh ability to feel young stay young um because i'm around people that still see me as a little kid no matter yep. i'm 31 years old but you know to them i'm, I'm still their their child you know You're always gonna be you know <laughs> like that's what my mom always my mom loves to remind me like you only get one mom and like you're always gonna be my baby boy it's like all right i get it but also <laughs> I've, I've been paying my rent for like five years okay like cut me a little bit of slack with that yeah man i think it's it's really interesting how relationships with parents kind of change over time as you get older too um you know for for me i think a lot of it has been them taking care of me and i'm at that point where that that threshold where there are definitely things that they used to do for me that i feel like now i'm doing for them um so and i'm only i'm an only child i don't know if that uh equates to anything but it also just gives me that responsibility you know it's one of those things where if I do feel like I'm adulting, it's when I have to do certain things for them, you know, or. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had another one, but let's move on to that second question, which is what would you like the audience to know about you? Uh, um, I don't know, man. I. I'm a, I'm a pretty like. I feel like I get a, I, I sometimes get typecast like my. My two older brothers. So I, I grew up like an only child for the most part. I have two half brothers from uh, my dad's first marriage. They're like 10 years older than me. And one of them about to turn 40, which is just like, Jesus Christ, you're so old. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so nuts. Like, I, I remember like when they were, you know, the age I am now. Right. And it's like, oh, my God. You know, I'll talk to them and be like, is this what you went through? Like, is this how bad it was at times? And um growing up as like an only child and I, I I feel like I sometimes like fail to present myself the way I want to if I if I had to like give people like a warning about myself before any interaction it'd be like my face might do something while I'm saying something and trust me it doesn't mean anything like I you know I I that's that's the big thing with me is like I uh I'm pretty self-aware in just the like I beat myself up about a lot of stuff and so I've been I've been told I like come across as angry sometimes and I'm like no I'm not I'm not really angry I, I just like my face when I'm just doing my thing is like naturally 
uh, <laughs> stoic and I look like I'm angry and I'm thinking about who I want to punch or something. But nah, I, I'm a really easygoing guy. I believe in like a lot of, you know, a lot of spiritual kind of like self-actualization stuff. And I think people like look at me and they think, oh, you're just like a dude who like likes football or something. You know, you're mm-hmm. just like a, like a normie. And it's like, no, 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 no. I, I've been in 4chan since I was 14. Uh, I'm a pretty like, <laughs> I, I've been around all sorts of shit in my life. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like I always fail to like represent that in the right, in the way I want to, you know? Um, yeah. Not, uh, no, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say I think you're doing a great job now, man. Like I don't think I, th- oh, I don't think that's you. happening at this point. <laughs> that's good uh, to know. I wish more people would like tell me when I was uh, either doing a good job or a bad job with that stuff. I, I do the same thing, honestly. Uh, I'm never sure how people think of me, uh, and what I normally do is if I ever meet someone that's like a psychology major, or maybe they're studying to be a therapist, I'm like, all right, t- what's your read on me right now? Like, <laughs> based yeah, on this interaction, yeah. what, what what category do I fit in? <laughs> Just to get an idea of like how I'm coming off, uh, even though like. I don't try to spend too much time thinking about it because it's not in our control. It's just one of those things that just crossed our mind, I guess, since I don't know for you, but for me, I wasn't around a lot of people growing up until like, you know, it was either school or sports or something. Um, So how I interact with people almost kind of comes through that lens of like, you know, and and which is maybe a good or bad thing. Like, I, I don't ever feel like I'm competing against people. I either feel like I'm working with them or, like, working together to do something. Um, but, yeah, that's just, like, the lens that I sometimes see, see like, workplaces and stuff. I feel that, dude. I, uh, I'm i a big believer in, like, the collective. Uh, 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 the, the grander collective that I think a lot of us, like, forget about sometimes. Uh, I, you know what? I, I bring it up the most... When I go camping with my high school friends, we we've gone camping every summer for like ten years now. It's oh. like it's a legit tradition. I never thought I would have like cliched legit traditions <laughs> with my friends, right? But you know, we go every year, and I always I always bring up the fact that it's like right now, like we're all kind of relying on each other to like do a thing. It's like it's like we're you know we're camping at like a super nice state park. There's bathhouses and stuff. Like it's not that deep, but. You know, you sit around like a campfire and it's like, well, they're cooking, they're gathering firewood, like they're getting ready for, like, you know, prepping plates and stuff. Like everyone's doing something. And uh, I, I like that. Like, I really love the idea of like we are we're like more than just ourselves in such a weird way. And people really go out of their way to like try to uh, put people into categories of like the other like you're yeah. not a part of my thing and it's like nah man I I even like I, I have some pretty like out there political beliefs at least in my opinion but I get along with like basically everyone like whether you're like a Republican or Democrat whatever you are I can usually vibe with you on a certain level and then I like hear about how they were like arguing with like someone else who like has different beliefs and it was just like pure anger and hatred on both sides I'm like nah man it's truly not that deep like i i really i i think i connect with people in a way like that where it's like we're all part of like a grand experience you know it's what it's all about really this is just like a whole experience i i heard a quote recently where it was like 
And I, I'm failing to remember where I heard it, and I'm worried it might. Oh, you know what? It's Dune. It's Dune. It's uh, that movie or I, that book. I've, <laughs> so I've I've read I've read the first two books, and I finally watched the movie recently, and they. You know, movies do a great job of like boiling down the entire book into just like the five most memorable quotes and, <laughs> and they, they stick with you. And um, one of like my favorite quotes from the books is that uh, there's the great mystery of life isn't something to be solved. It's something to be experienced. And I, I just love that because I, I spent like my formulative years thinking, oh, I'm going to figure this out. I've got like the the mental ability to like work all this stuff out like a big puzzle. And the more the more time I spend on this planet, I'm realizing like, oh, there's no there's no grant. Like even if there is, it's like I'm not gonna see it at, at this level, you know? And I, I've been trying a lot more not to let random stuff like stress me and bring me out of that pocket of like no every day is like a new thing it's a new experience to be had not something to like game out and then get better at you know mm, okay yeah yeah I, I definitely agree with you and uh, but I think that for some reason there, it's been shaped into like a competition or like you know we're racing towards the dollar bills pretty much um, yeah so for you, I guess, in your experience, how much more people would you say have that collective mindset versus, you know, people who feel like there are others versus, you know, us like, yeah, so not yeah. enough, mm. not not enough, truly. I uh, and, and there are people who like might take that as like, oh, I'm like stuck up or I'm trying to put myself on a pedestal and I, one of my favorite songs is from this uh, European artist. I'm not going to say the country because I can't. I, I don't want to say the wrong country, right? I got you. Uh, I got you. <laughs> but um, his name is John Grant. He's this awesome performer. I saw him live once, but he's got some great music. And uh, he's this song called The Silver Platter Club. And the whole idea of the song is that, like, there are people in life who just, like, breeze through it, not thinking about, like, any like how their life affects other people or affects the environment around them and the narrator of the song is like jealous of that because their whole thing is like well every step i take i overanalyze and i think about it and then i see these guys walking around who are like naturally good at sports and like you know everything comes easy to them and they just walk through it without even giving it like a second glance you know and I think that's that's a real problem. And it, it comes back to that collective mindset where, like, I, I live in Philly, okay? I live in Philadelphia, PA. People are bad to each other here. Like, people, people treat each other horribly here. And I'm a pretty polite guy. I, I hold doors for people, you know? Like, I, I came from, like, a very kind of polite upbringing. And in Philly, I've, I've dropped a certain level of that, not because I'm, like, angry or i i want to be rude to people but there's a level of me where it's like well shit man if i'm the only one subscribing to this thing around me like i i i used to be like a fundamentalist in that whole like one person can change the world kind of thing but i i am i am on the level now where it's like oh well if i'm in a room and like clearly no one has my back i'm not gonna like even put a second's thought into like well how do i like get people together it's like if you're not with it just 
I, I'm not going to bother you with it. You know, if you're not looking at things that way, I can't change you. I can't make you think differently. So, yeah, I, to answer your question directly for a second time, I don't think enough people look at the collective, look at people around them and think, oh, I'm just like you. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I, I popped out randomly on this planet and I don't even remember where I was before I came here, right? Like you think about where you were yesterday and the day before and the day before and like all of a sudden you get to a point where it's like, oh, I have no idea where I was before before this, right? And uh, yeah, man, that's, that's a real big part of it for me is just kind of taking it all in as it is you know i i really wish people were different but i don't i don't expect it from people you know i was gonna say that that's one of the big parts man like i didn't know it, maybe there was a time when i was a fundamentalist too i'm not sure what that means <laughs> but uh because you brought it up and having that thinking of like oh i can change the world type stuff that's one of them like you know people get bad tattoos i have a tattoo that says change the world <laughs> And uh, I love that. I love that so much. I'm such a huge. I don't have any tattoos. I love bad tattoos. And I the reason the reason I don't have any is because I know every tattoo I would get would be horrible, like the most horrific thing of all time. I actually I did a relationship with a woman. We've been together for like five years and she loves to bring up the fact that like on like our second date, I showed her the Bristol stool chart. You know what the Bristol stool chart is? No, I don't. Uh, what, what is it? It's a chart. Uh, I think it's one to six of uh, who? Hardness. Oh, stool. I got you. <laughs> yeah, stool, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, I, I I showed her this picture because we were talking about tattoos. She's like, you really don't have any? I was like, no, I don't. She was like, what would you get if you were going to get a tattoo? And I showed her this this stool chart and I was like, I would get this tattooed right on my leg, like right on my thigh, <laughs> so that while I'm on the toilet, I can just like look down <laughs> and compare, right? Yeah, like how healthy am I? Or how how's exactly. my eating yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this would be like the way, dude, the way you see like people who are really into fishing, they'll get like a ruler tattooed on their leg so they can just like measure the size of the fish they just caught for me it's it's shit charts that, that's that's where i'm at i'm sure your doctor would appreciate it oh dude like, I, <laughs> then he'd be like good i can see you're taking care of yourself you're <laughs> you're very conscious about your body I hear you though. I hear you. I mean, yeah, I got the tattoo as a reminder to myself as like what the goal is. Um, mm. But this is probably early twenties when I got that tattoo, and then as I got older in my twenties, I was like, God damn, I can't change everybody. <laughs> oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, right. Dude. That's so real. So I mean, I had to kind of. Uh, I mean, now in my mind, when I see the tattoo every time, I'm just like, maybe change one person's world. You know and that's how i've kind of that's like fair. been able to f make myself feel better about getting that tattoo you should you should get a tattoo artist to like cross out the change the world and be like just change one person's world today <laughs> <laughs> i mean if there's someone that's super expert uh, on tattooing then i would definitely ask them probably cost me hella money though uh, mm -hmm. but yeah nah uh my third question for you we're just in the warm-up man and uh we're breezing through but uh my third question for you is if i were to do something in your honor a way to express the energy you possess what could i do oh boy uh i don't know man i 
I think if uh, I think if you really wanted to like honor me in some way, you know, or anyone just in general, um, probably like this is gonna sound like really stupid, but like don't think about me too much. Okay. In, in in a you know, I not not like I'm not worth thinking about, or that it'd be a waste of your time, but uh, I. You know, people worry about like being too self-absorbed, right? I, I think people spend like a little bit too much time hyper focusing on other people, you know? Interesting. And yeah. I I think about my legacy and you know, to bring it back to my dad, my dad was like a pretty like in terms of legacies, like a pretty successful dude. Went to Harvard in the 1960s, then went to Georgetown Law. Here I am with no college degree, right? Like, how the f- how did that happen? <laughs> um, uh, and worked his whole life, and like did a lot of did a lot of good. So, you know, whatever your measurement of good is. But um, I think about like his like legacy, and um, I I just it, it's not something that I need to like worry about. I guess like someone recently said to me like they just want people to like remember them when they're gone and i was like i don't care mm. like, it'll be it'll be nice like th- there's that quote that people always attribute to banksy but really it, it's like a, a thing that egyptians were saying like five thousand years ago and it's uh you die two times you you die and then you die a second time the last time someone says your name out loud and I think about that and I'm just like, I, I don't care how long people are saying my name after I'm gone. Right. Because I'm hoping I'm off in like some, some star field out in distant space, like just like awe inspired by the colors. Right. That's all I'm worried about is like where I'm going to be going next. Not that I don't want to leave something behind like kids or but, you know, I, I don't think people should, like, focus too much on the legacy stuff. I think it feeds into the materialism stuff and feeds into, like, worrying about your status within society, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would I would say, like, if you, if you wanted to honor me, like, do your own thing. Like, don't waste any time, like, worrying about honoring me. Like, spend your time, like, trying to do something that you actually truly give a shit about because so many people get into so many things they don't really care about because they think it's like oh well this will elevate my like you know status amongst other people right even down to like intellectual thought where people give give so much credence to like oh well I listen to like this podcast or this guy and they you know it's like dude do your own like soul searching do your own writing do your own thinking like make something for yourself and then when you're gone like it's not really gonna matter you know like like these billionaires who are going to space right now like the second they're gone like they're gonna have a bunch of libraries and hospitals and whatever they built to try to make people think they're good people right but it's like none of that it's it's just a building you know it's it's there's not really like a, a lot of that for me a lot of value in that for me I got you. I got you. Well, n- now we know <laughs> that's you know yeah. our thing. I appreciate that. And yeah, uh, my grandkids are listening. Like, go to school, okay? Like, don't <laughs> worry, don't worry about me. I was good. I'm sure I had a great life. Like, I was very happy. You know, do your own thing. Go, go to Harvard, right? <laughs> go to Harvard. Yeah, someone in my family needs to like go back there. I think about that all the time. Where I'm like, how the 
How did none of us? Like, not me and my two brothers, my, we're all like smart by some sort of definition, right? Like, uh, and none of us went to Ivy League schools. I just, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. It blows my mind every time. Statistically, we should have gone to some kind of Ivy League school. And yeah. Wait, was there, me me. was there like no pressure to, to do something like that? Or did, was there still some kind of pressure growing up? There was. I, with me specifically, like, I don't want to go too much into like my brother's lives, for sure. You know, and help out them on and stuff. But I, I know with me, I think my parents like at a certain point realized I was too stubborn to like just fall in line at the mm. time when I needed to to go to school, and uh, I was really focused on figuring out like who I was, the things that you know. I like I I would tell I, I had like a handful of therapists growing up and I would tell them all the time I was like I just can't get my brain to shut off right like I just can't stop the wheel from spinning and all these like random thoughts to come through and I think like some people would maybe be like oh you have ADD or you have all this other stuff and it's like no I I just there's something about me where I was like really preoccupied back then with like figuring out what was going on in my head and no one had an answer for me right and college kind of came around and it was like well i don't think i'm gonna be able to find the answer there you know i might i might be able to get a degree uh get a job and i'm not gonna lie uh soon to be 27 year old rob wishes he had a degree you know i i really wish i did have a degree or like something but i don't feel like i'm lacking in education you know like Mm -hmm. i i just think that i yeah, I was just really stubborn, man. I was like a piece of shit in high school. I really, I would get into like an argument with anyone about anything. It didn't even matter. And a big part of that was just me being like, well, none of you have the answers. And I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like fall in a line just because that's what I'm being told to do. It just, it just didn't work for me. So now I have a girlfriend who's in law school and she's like kicking my ass to like get a degree finished. So, you know, the again to that adulting thing where you're the guy like you're the one who has to take responsibility for yourself uh i look back on not going to college and it's like well shit i i should have done that and i i'm gonna get a degree i'm like enrolled to i I need to like finish a year to get associate's degree and then you know two years for a bachelor so it's like it's an accomplishable goal the only the only person who needs to like do it and tell me to do it is me you know so the yeah my parents were like my parents were old by the time they had me and i think they were just kind of like this kid sucks like they (laughs) loved me they loved me for sure but they were like this kid is just like the worst to deal with he's like got too much going on in his head for anything to penetrate in any real way so yeah it, it uh my mom told me she was like you're gonna because I, I got into temple again living in pennsylvania it's like it's really easy to get into a pennsylvania state school and uh i did get an acceptance letter for temple based purely on my sat scores and my mom was like oh yeah i'm not spending money for you to like go and smoke pot and drop out in a year claiming that you're like on a self-actualization journey basically and i was like yeah. okay makes sense you know i get that she, and, and she was right because I I fully I gone to school at eighteen like away from my parents for the first time like fully on my own I would have fucked it up a hundred percent I I would have really not done a good job 
and I would have just ended up back at home with like 50 grand worth of debt on my plate, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, for me, I, I'm the one who fucked it up. <laughs> I went to school not really knowing uh, what I wanted to do. Uh, and I didn't fully realize like what the value of college is. It's not just, you know, to be there and be with your friends and just chill out, yeah. go to class when you want. You know, it, it's really a place where I guess you could say this about life in general, but you're always going to get what you put in. And I wasn't putting anything in um, during yeah. that time. So I look I back. That, yeah. I look I back on such a level. I have a I have a ton of regret for um, you know not taking it seriously, and the past few years I've been tiptoeing around the idea of going back to school, um, but I also have my own feelings about the institutions of that is college education. Oh, uh, dude, I'll go. <laughs> we could turn this into like a four-hour diatribe <laughs> on like the the horrible real estate scam that is modern American college and like the certification system that goes along with it, where it's like, well, if you don't subscribe, you're not going to get in. You're not going to get to ha- own a house or like be happy. You're going to be a wage slave. I, 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 I. Uh, ah, what is it? It's like an Andrew. Do you know Bioshock? I don't know. Like, if I you're, know, I know the game. But yeah. Okay. There's no, a, what I, is I, Bioshock? Or go ahead. It's a uh, Bioshock's like a. It's like a steampunk sci-fi uh, period piece game. Okay. Where yeah, yeah. I, I'm this, thinking of the same one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. And Andrew Ryan is like the enigmatic creator of Rapture, which is like the city under the sea where like artists and scientists and like entrepreneurs can go without government interference or religious interference like total freedom right the idea that it's like the only rules are like a very base set of human rules of like well probably don't kill your neighbor right but then again you can and it's like on you if you get killed by one of your neighbor's friends you know and there's a there's a quote when you in the very beginning of the game, I love Bioshock. I played it like a hundred times through. Um, Andrew Ryan, the main guy, is like giving a speech, and it's all about how, like, you know, he was trying. Wish I could direct quote it right now. I can't, but um, just talking about how like he tried to work with like the government and like didn't didn't really go his way and tried to work around religion and didn't really go his way and you know all these different places where like his his set of rules like just wouldn't fly though like the way he wanted to live his life and it's this big moment of finality in his speech where he's like i rejected those ideas i and i always love that where it's like oh yeah i i refuse it I'm stuck here. You know, that's the way I look at it where I'm like, I'm stuck where I'm stuck. I hate capitalism. I hate all this extra shit that is, is bad, but I am here. Right. I don't have a place where I can go and avoid it. And so, yeah, I, I really try my best to like reject it, but also find my way through that system where it's like, well, I want to own a house one day. I want to have kids and be able to send them to college and for them to have a good life, you know? And it's tough, man. Like that college stuff, that that'll really fuck with people because you spend a very short amount of time on this planet, like learning things and figuring stuff out. And then all of a sudden when you're 17, it's like, OK, so if you, you got like two years, you know, you got your senior year of high school and your freshman year of college. And if you fuck either of those up, like you're done, you're going to be working at McDonald's. 
you're gonna live in a shit apartment in the bad part of town and i hate that like that that stuff really you know back to dune fear is the mind killer right it's like fear is the little death and uh i i really tried to put that stuff out where it's like yeah i fucked up you know the way you said it like you got regrets about the way you handle college right and um that fear of like well, I can't take back these bad decisions. I really try to like buck against that and say like, well, it, do- it doesn't matter. Like I, I haven't killed anyone, you know, like in my mind, there's like a couple things where it's like, Oh, you really made a bad choice <laughs> that you can't take back. And I haven't made any of those bad choices yet. So, you know, I, I feel like as much as I struggle or as much like anxiety and stress that comes down on me, I'm still like moving in the right direction. And, and for me, that right direction is just moving forward. You know, as long as you're, as long as you're moving forward, that that's the big thing for me. I tell people all the time, like take it day by day, one step at a time. It's, it's cliched. I know, but it's like, as long as you're moving forward, right? Like that's all anyone can ask from you, you know? And, and yeah, that gives me comfort. I hear you. Yeah, man. I mean, I try to take things day by day as well. You know, sometimes, some days it feels like you, I'll take a huge step back and then, you know, inch a little bit closer throughout the week. That's usually my, my rotation. And, uh, um, you know, even with yeah. this, just this podcast, you know, it's like, what is a small step um, that I can take? Because obviously for me, it's not like I dedicate as much time as I should if I really wanted this to pop off and blow up. Um, but, you know, I also got to what's important to me in my life is balance so you know keeping that balance may make me move a little bit slower but i feel good every day knowing that whatever i did got me one step closer and sometimes it's going to be a sidestep i've for for me i know you don't know too much about me i've had 17 jobs in 10 years um so even with my college degree I, i never really stuck and like you know became a young professional because i kept changing industries and doing different things um and also a little bit of it is that either you work in government or any kind of work you're not working for yourself it's it's almost that thing where you know they try to i want to say beat you down but they're going to try to shape you into what they want you to be like that's what i noticed working from i guess the the lower part of the totem pole trying to go up is the more you go up the more you feel like you got to be somebody that they want you to be instead of yep. like, you know, being yourself, which is a really hard reality to face. Like at this point, when I'm 31, after those 10 years of bouncing around, I do feel like, well, anywhere I go, it's going to be the same shit. There's nothing that's mm-hmm. going to be any difference. So maybe as much as I can, like do something outside of work like this podcast that will give me that fulfillment because I know, you know, the higher I climb, that's it's nothing's gonna change if anything i might feel a little worse knowing that you know uh what did my fire is being controlled you know yeah so it's a good way of putting it i i've worked uh i i've worked four jobs yeah like well if you don't count like under the table restaurant stuff right uh i've worked four jobs in my life and um each one of those jobs i always had to put up with like the corporate types who are like they come in once a year and you see them and and they act like they're gods even though like they're never they're never around and their actual influence on you is so minuscule and i always look at those people i'm like oh yeah you're not 
like any happier like like happiness i think is there's a part of it people like don't want to accept where it's like oh being able to pay your bills is happiness right like it's not that i don't get like happiness out of paying my bills i get happiness out of knowing oh the the lights aren't gonna go off tonight right or like i'm not you know my car's not gonna get repoed or like whatever it is and as you climb that ladder and you make more money and you can form more like not that making money isn't good but it's like that's not doing anything other than adding those like creature comforts, you know, making it a little easier to cope with everyday existence. Because my my big thing is that like this, I, I people, dude, I I get such a like weird rap because I say such crazy things sometimes. But like <laughs> my my whole mentality is like we're trapped in a meat grinder. Like from day one, we're. De- decaying and breaking down even when we're growing like you know there's that dumb cliched thing of like oh every seven years like every cell in your body has regenerated so you're a different person it's like (laughs) all right man by that logic every millisecond that a, a dead piece of skin falls off me and a new one takes its place i'm a new person right you know i i really think there's um there's a lot to be said for just trying to find like your own your own uh, reprieve or like, I hate to use coping mechanism, but like, mm. you know, cause things like a podcast, like, cause I have my own podcast, shout out to the Buttermails podcast. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. My, yes, my sir. boys. Uh, I think about that podcast and you know, I, I'm a pot, I am a, I run a podcast. And so I look at numbers and I see where I'm at. Like there's no illusion of like my status on the totem pole with this podcast, but it's still like, it's my thing, you know, it's, uh, it's my rules when I do it. And I either have to be proud of it and be like happy with what I'm doing, or I have to do something else, you know, like it's, uh, I'm a big believer in the fact that there's like, there's no mold, there's no mold for everyone, you know? To your point of like being broken down or being controlled, like your fire being like, you know, reined in. I I don't I know it happens, but I know it's not for me. You know, I just don't think it works that way. I'm I'm happy for you, man. I I hope that you never have to like compromise yourself Uh, because, you know, for me, I I keep thinking about it. Like I'm happy where I'm at. I work with high school students as an after school program coordinator. Uh, So, I mean, after jumping around so many jobs. I decided to come back to the youth because that was the only fulfilling thing that I could get, you know, from a workplace, you know, at a certain point at every job, I, I like, do I want to be doing this? <laughs> like, I, I'm sitting doing whatever task it is uh, and I don't feel like I'm growing. I don't feel like I'm moving or taking steps forward. Right. So that's why I, I had to come back to the kids because at least, you know, I do a similar thing, you know, on the podcast. I, I'm connecting with people and, yep. you know, goes along with, you know, changing someone's world every day or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I hope you never have to do it, man. Like keep, keep, keep going. And there's a piece of me that always feels like, you know, I hope this podcast will take off, even though I don't looking at like I don't like looking at the numbers, even though it's thrown yep. at your face all the time. <laughs> like, oh, you got two plays today. Oh, thank you, <laughs> I, dude. Dude, I, I, I really, I know that feeling so hard of like. Like, cause I, I, uh, I worked as a financial advisor for a fortune 100 company for two years. Um, I, I applied without a degree for a degree required job and they ended up like bringing me in 
there's a hundred percent commission, right? I should have seen the writing on the wall of like, oh, uh, they're not paying me. Like they're not actually paying me, right? They're like getting me to do all this like extra work. And you know, I would, I would like, I made, I was making good money when I was doing it. Um, but the problem I had with it was just how much time I was spending feeling like I wasn't making any moves forward. You know, like I, I would spend three, four hours at someone's home doing that fake ass thing of like, oh, you know, like, tell me about your family. Tell me about your kids. Not that I'm like disinterested in people, but it's like, you know, I I hate, you know what? I've worked so many sales jobs. I always tell people, I'm like, I'm not a shark. I, I'm good at sales because I'm honest with people and I connect with people. And, but I've never been like a top salesman in any sales job because it's like, I don't have that thing that lets me just be like, get your wallet out now. Like, do it because I need the money. You know, I, I always uh, kind of default back to like, oh, well, if you don't want to buy it, cool. It was nice chatting with you for all this time. But again, working like in a job where it was a fake until you make an environment and it was all on me to make the money. It was like, oh, this this just sucks. Like, I, I really I've never been so unhappy at a job. And before that job, I was a carpet cleaner for you four years and I cleaned actual shit and blood out of carpets and I was happier doing that than I was working for this fake ass company wearing a suit and tie every day like trying to adhere to some image I I just I couldn't stand it I mean it it just wasn't you right like yeah uh, I know for for me I, I feel like my chillest jobs have been when I was driving either you know delivering packages or whatever but yeah being and I also didn't like getting caught up in the office politics of stuff, yep. especially once you've gone through it a couple of times. You're like, this, what the fuck is this? But uh, the same <laughs> shit. It's always the same stuff. It's always the same kind of people. And it's like, dude, I just want to get a paycheck and pay my bills and go home. You know, I just yeah. want to be able to go home and like do my own thing in my sanctuary. I don't care that Patricia like filed something incorrectly. And now like Tom has had a whole messed up day because he couldn't find this one file. Now it's a whole thing. Like I, that stuff really, I always hated that. Yeah, man. It's like, what's the solution? All right, that happened. Let's, let's move forward. Like what are we going to do yeah. about it? Yeah. yeah, dude. So much time wasted in those meetings, man. <laughs> Just talking about mistakes sometimes. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Hey man. <laughs> We have about 14 minutes left on the pod. Uh, don't feel bad that we didn't get to the question or anything. I love that we could just converse and have, you know, a good conversation. Uh, but I do want to, I'm, we've been talking about this a little bit throughout the podcast. And my last warm up question for you is on a scale from one to 10, how well do you know yourself? Ah, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna sound, uh, it's gonna sound dumb, but a 10, a 10. I, I know myself really well, you know, and my biggest problem is like, I know myself so well and I let myself slide on stuff all the time. I, I'm really good at like self, uh, self-diagnosing or it's like, I don't have like a psychology degree, but you know, I, I make no, uh, delusions, uh, with myself. You know, I, I don't. I don't allow myself like internally or like when I'm alone to like lie to myself about things. And even though I like might not do what I have to do again, like I let myself slide way too much and that's the problem. But I do know 
Like, I bet if you gave me enough time, I could hand you like a two page paper on like, these are all the bullet pointed things I need to do in order to like fix this whole thing, to get it all reined in, right? And I bet I could get like one or two bullet points through that list. And then I'm gonna be like, oh dude, fuck that list. That list ain't shit. Like that list does not define you. Don't even worry about it, right? And it's nobody's like, perfect. Like <laughs> exactly. I let myself go once again. Back to like back to quitting the gym after five years of religiously going. I was just like, oh, dude, it's it's like totally cool. Don't even worry about it. Like you, in the beginning of the pandemic, you, I saw people like doing those uh, like workout classes in the park, yeah. like just straight up, just straight up taking like barbells and weights to a public place to work out. That's like, I I just totally, I could have done any of that stuff. I could have just, at the very least, I could have started running more, right? And I just was like, no, dude, don't even stress. It's totally cool, like it's fine. And that's, yeah, that's the big problem, man. I know myself like way too well and I'm way too easy on myself, truly. I got you. I mean, I, I can say the same thing about myself, man. There's a, out of all the mistakes I've made or when I was making the mistakes in college, I remember when I was just playing video games and, uh, you know, smoking hookah, if I say that, uh, <laughs> I would just tell myself like, yo, I, I am putting myself in a position to, to be the most driven and motivated person I can be later down the road. Uh, so I don't got to worry about <laughs> not going to class right now that this will this will all make sense and all pay off um, yep. because I know that deep down that's what I'm what I'm about or that's what um like my soul is telling me that, you know, I'm never going to get to a point where I feel like, uh you know, I'm out in the streets and I don't have shelter. You know, I can't take care of myself. In, ultimately, I know for for me, if I didn't have the comforts, that's what would and I end up doing is trying to like build to something bigger and better. Uh, you you and, would go out and like work to get the comforts. That's yeah, yeah. I I, w- I wouldn't just like be like oh whatever. Like um, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm out yeah. on the street and I'm dude. I I have a bad. Well, I don't want to say a bad habit, but I have a habit of like, especially in Philly, there's tons of homeless people and. I'm really quick to be like, if someone asks me for a dollar and I just have a dollar in my pocket that I don't have any plans on what to do with it, I'll hand it off. Just not even, not even that it like does anything for myself in any, like it doesn't help me like be like, you're a good person. You did a good thing. It's like, I, I, uh, shoot, I, I don't know. I, I look at that and I, I look at the people where like I, I got to know this one dude really well who he was every night at a gas station near my old apartment in Philly and uh, he never wanted money and uh, he, he was like I really like I really like Dr. Pepper like alright man bet I'm going in to buy jewel pods right now waste my money but I'll get you a Dr. Pepper dude you know that's totally cool and uh, he like told me a lot about his life and I never like I never looked down on him or felt pity um, but I did I always got this sense of like damn man like How'd you let it go to this point where you're like out on the streets trying to like hustle your way out of this situation? Because as bad as things get, that's the one thing I I know that I would never let myself like really fall that far. You know, yeah. I, I believe in myself enough that like no matter how bad things got, I'd be able to like work through it and I would stave off those like really bad times and 
good times, bad times, I've had them all, but like, you know, I've never been that like desperate or out. And, uh, you know, that that's like my driving push is like, well, I never want to, I never want to be begging people for money. Mm. You know, I, I don't even like asking people for help. It's another big problem of mine is like, I'll be in situations where I could like really use someone's help and I know that they could help me. And it's like, yeah, but they're doing their own thing. And I don't want to, I don't want to like muddy their waters with all the stuff I have going on. And, uh, yeah. So I, I'd like to think I take care of myself so other people don't have to, you know? No, I hear you, man. Uh, the position I'm in at work right now, it's like my, it's funny. My boss tells me like, you gotta tell people what to do sometimes because I'm always trying to do everything myself and you know, I get it. (laughs) Uh, and, but I also feel like it's good because I know other people got stuff they're working on too. And like, you know, might as well just take care of the things on my list. But anyways, Uh, there was a point where i forgot what it was but basically someone saw me struggling asked to help me and you know it was one of those moments i don't do it often and i need to do it more but i verbally told told her like i need to check my ego right now yeah i need help (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. for real (laughs) yeah yeah it's a it's a trip though man like and i i don't deny anyone uh, from ever feeling that way because i do believe everyone has it in them to either you know get things done or like make it make it their own way their own path um but as far as asking for help i feel like if people at least in my case people have to like sit you down and tell you like yo man we're trying to help you and like you're just right. like yeah, doing yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. and i'm like you're just not letting us like <laughs> There's, yeah. <laughs> a, there's a great uh, there's a great sketch uh, Tim Robinson's show I think you should leave now where he's like you know it yeah I know it, I man. Love it I love that show um, it's like he's like Tim Robbins is like choking on food and he's like refusing to let anyone like his buddy's <laughs> like dude I'll call the cops like just just tell me you need help right now and I'll save your life and he finally is just like you know what I, I'm just gonna save you I'm just gonna save you from choking to death right now and he's he's trying to do the Heimlich maneuver and he's like Tim Robbins starts choking him and he's like I'm trying to help this guy and he's choking me right now it's like I feel that sometimes or I if I could check my ego at the door and I, and I, again, I have good people in my life who could and are willing to help me. It's like, sometimes I just, I won't let them. I don't, I don't know what that is, you know, but it's, uh, Hey man, I think it's just cause we, we truly understand what it's like to like, just fight your own battle. Right. Like mm-hmm. I see other people. I'm like, you're fighting your own battle. <laughs> How can I help, oh, yeah. ask you to help, help you fight mine. Right. Yep. Uh, it's a very interesting feeling, man. And I don't know, this is definitely more we could dive into this too another time um just want to let you know we're going to fast forward into the closeout right now because there are some yeah. important questions i'm sorry i talk i ramble like i go on so i'm sorry if i messed up your structure tonight you didn't man this is uh this is what i hope people get to do or i hope few people feel comfortable enough to ramble and we just have a good conversation the, the questions and all that extra stuff that's if like you know I feel like there's some uncomfortability or people need to get warmed up to the idea um, but yeah for, for you I feel like we've been flowing great uh, just want to thank you again for, for coming through man definitely appreciate it it's been a lot of fun I'm glad I'm glad you, you're enjoying it uh, I, <laughs> so you and Jacob like you guys been flexing on the podcast too like i know you said you deadlift like 600 pounds <laughs> used to i i don't anymore i would i would i would uh like 
pop a hammy for sure if I try to do that today. <laughs> I got you. Um, so let's do this real quick. I will ask you a question from my previous guest. This is part of the closeout. Um, so shout out to Jack. If you get a chance, man, this um, this this homie Jack, he was a diagnosed psychopath at a really young age apparently and uh, we just had this great talk he was a previous guest so I think you might find that one particularly interesting it's probably one of my more interesting conversations I've had with people okay. but uh, his question for you is what is your greatest strength and there's a second there's a follow up but okay um, I'm gonna I think it goes back to the question you asked earlier of how well do I know myself uh I think my greatest strength truly is like knowing, being able to like sit myself down and say like, hey man, you're kind of fucking up right now. <laughs> like you're you're not taking this seriously or you're putting this off. And again, I, I don't, I don't have a great follow through on that of like actually always getting myself to commit. But I think the best thing I do have going for me is really just being able to say, I, I don't I can't lie to myself you know there there are people you meet where it's like oh you are just living in your own little bubble it's so insulated right now and, and nothing it doesn't even matter if you sat yourself down in the mirror and told you all the things you needed to hear you still like just would say no that's bullshit you know you could have you'd have like an eldritch god like come down from the sky and be like i can see into your deepest psyche and you're fucking up and you'd still be like nah man fuck you like you're wrong about that and uh yeah i i really can't lie to myself i outwardly i can pretend like i am totally cool and that i'm not fucking up but internally every day i'm having like mini panic attacks all the time because i just am like I have to hold myself to a higher standard trying to get better at that. Yeah, man. That that higher standard is a uh, it's all different with how people set that set that up for themselves. Mm-hmm. But uh I mean, I don't know, man, like one of one of my questions on the podcast and we can touch on it another time is like is existing enough? You know, it's just being here and being there for like people that that love you or care about you. Is that is that enough? You know, and I don't know. I don't know what you would say. I, w- I want you to save that answer for another day. <laughs> uh, but I think you did touch on this. The The follow-up to Jack's question was, how, how is your greatest strength your greatest weakness? Um, and I, yeah. I answered both, right? You did. Right? I, see, I, I told you at the beginning, I, I'm an open book in a lot of levels, and I make no bones about, like, I, I, I don't care. I care what people think about me in certain ways, but, like, I, I am who I am, you know, and I don't care if people like know exactly who I am. And sometimes I'm not my best self, dude. And people see that like it, it's it's I uh, don't do a good job hiding it all the time when I'm like really being my worst self. And I think that's something like people need to get better at is like you you have to be able to like step back. I, I don't mean to like go off on a tangent. I'm going to leave you with like you're good you're good man one one last like good tangent um i recently took a uh massive massive dose of totally legal uh mushrooms had 
you know, to- totally, you know, cool mushrooms that had nothing, nothing sketchy about them, right? Well, what's and, a massive dose to you? Uh, I took, uh, I took 12 grams of. Okay, that's massive. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I got you. Exactly. I got you. I, I uh, you know, I took this huge dose of mushrooms in a time of like extreme mental exhaustion. Uh, I was like, I wasn't even in a very bad place financially or like, you know, there, it, it's not like I was like, oh, like I'm going to get evicted and all this stuff. I was just I was desperate for something. I can't even describe what I was looking for, really. But I was like so desperate and in such a weird place. And um, my girlfriend was out for the night and I had the mushrooms and I went from being like, oh, I'm just going to take some mushrooms and like chill out tonight to being like, let's do it. Like, let's just blast off out of this reality. And uh, I had an experience that really changed the way I think about myself, you know? And um, a big part of that was kind of identifying that I, I am the pilot of this meat bag. That's my whole thing right now is that like, there's the meat bag that has the, you know, grounded reality responsibilities that's stuck here, that needs to pay bills, that needs to have shelter, that, you know, has all these requirements that I can't get away from because you can't, can't stop eating. You can't just live out in the wilderness. You know, there's like tons of things that you can't get away from. And then there's another part of me that is just the pilot of this whole thing. Right. And I think for my entire life, I wasn't able to kind of split the two, right. Where it's Mm -hmm. like, there's me And then there's the thing I am in, like there's the thing that keeps me connected to this uh, like fleshy existence. And that like having that realization and really like giving in to whatever it was, because I don't try to like describe it any more than this. I've never not one of those YouTube channels who's like, you know, gonna explain to you like every level of ego death. Right. But I do think that um, having that experience and being able to separate me from me, if you catch my drift, has allowed it's allowed me to look at life differently. And, um, you know, what you said earlier uh, of is existing enough. I, I think it is, honestly, because I don't think we get a choice in the matter, you know, that's. Mm. We're, we're kind of handed these cards, you know, and ev- everyone gets a different start in life for sure, but we're all stuck in the same place. Whether you have a mansion and a mega yacht or not, like you're still stuck here with me. You know, I it doesn't matter how many private flights you take to how many private beaches, you're still here in the same shit I'm stuck in, you know? We're all, we're all just trying to get through it. Oh, man. No doubt, uh, and like I said, we could we could talk about this for sure. We could literally man. go on for hours. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love to tell you my my experiences with shrooms as well. Um, never taken more than four grams, I would say. But it's funny to me because like now it's a uh, like when people tell me, "Oh, I'm gonna do shrooms," and they're like, "Oh, I'll, I'm only take one gram." I'm like, how much you really getting from that, <laughs> dude? I so I I did that huge dose and then a month later i did a follow-up 12 gram dose and um i i gotta say 
just it, anyone out here here is like listening and is looking to maybe like try maybe you've tried a lot of different self-help stuff and you really haven't found the answer um I don't like the idea of bad trips because the first time I ever did LSD, I had a horrible trip on paper, right? If you, if I described to you my trip, you would think, oh, that was like the worst experience of your life. But I look back and I'm like, oh, dude, it was the best. Like, mm. it, it was a truly shitty night. My friends who I was, I was doing it with were mean to me about all this shit. And like, I still, I didn't have a bad trip. And I think people get afraid that they're going to like lose themselves or something. And it's like, it, it actually, I'm, I'm going to sound like Joe Rogan right now, but <laughs> it, it might be good for all of us to get lost sometimes just, just to see how long it takes for us to get back to where we started, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing that's going to do that. Like a 12 gram dose of my <laughs> magic mushrooms for real. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know, man. I know. And I always tell people if they're going to do shrooms you know, and they never do it as much, like more than a couple grams here and there. But if you do do it to like, if someone's going to tell me they're going to take a 12 gram trip, I'll be like, all right, just remember when it starts hitting, there's really, you have no choice in it anymore. Like well, you're in it. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's yeah. no going back. <laughs> yeah. 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 And there was a, there was there was a moment not to cut you off there was a no, moment because I was home alone just with my cats right and for yeah. some people that's a nightmare right but there was a moment we had Christmas lights up and my whole apartment was like super bright and I I was like this is too much this is too intense and I just closed my eyes and I gave into it and it was like oh this is peaceful like this is this is great right here so you know I. Not to say push your limits, but with something like that, like Kid Cudi has that line of like took a or split an eighth of shrooms just so I could see the universe. And I'm like, dog, you did not see the universe. <laughs> you you didn't even clear the stratosphere for real. Like you're still here on Earth with all of us. So, yeah. No, I got you, man. I mean, my personal experience, it feels like it's a wave, you know, and um if you get caught up in that in that like lower part of the wave, then it can be a bad trip. I, I feel like people who have bad trips are the ones that like are in it, and they're like, "I wish it could stop." It's yeah. not gonna stop. So you might as yeah. well just fully let yourself go with the wave. So you know you could definitely ride it out. Um, and it's it's I've probably out of all the ones I've had, maybe one or two bad trips. Uh, but even like you said, the bad trips maybe were things that you needed to to go through or you know think about. Um, which you know that's pretty much have been my experience I, I let people know all the time to give it a shot at least once because uh, I remember uh, real quick I, I was a, a person who was way too much in my head like growing up and then the first time I felt like I had a real uh, experience with shrooms I was like all that weight was taken off you know mm-hmm. it's like holy shit the picture is way bigger than whatever's in my head right yep. now <laughs> absolutely dude so, yeah yeah uh, what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions oh wow this is uh <laughs> um uh shoot man i i think uh what would i ask This, is, this might sound like I'm really not reaching very far, honestly. But it's cool. Um, it's cool. I, I think you should ask the next person you talk to, um, like, what is something in your life that 
was insignificant, like a moment in your life that was insignificant, but in hindsight means so much more to you. I like that. I'm just writing it down. Yeah, no, dude, I, I, because uh, really, like, there's there's a big part of me where I I will think about moments from like 12 years ago, you know, even year, even when I was like eight years old, that you'd think was just another normal day for any like eight year old kid, and it's like there'll be this one dumb moment that really stuck with me for some reason, and I can't get it out of my head, and I I I, I choose to believe I'm not alone in that. I oh, think no, every, everyone's got that deep down where it's like there was one time where like a dude gave you a fist bump for no fucking reason and it's like oh that was just like like for some reason that like really uh connected with you you know so yeah i mean they're all pieces to, to your puzzle right um uh, i love that yeah. yeah uh and then my last question for you the question that ties everything together 100 200 years from now your descendants are watching this video what would you like to tell them huh uh i hope everything's cool i hope that uh whatever distant space colony you're on uh is thriving and you're doing very well and um i think that you know, if you've if you've listened to this whole episode and you didn't just skip to the end to hear what your great 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 grandfather had to say, um, take some time and like really really think about what you want to do that doesn't fit into the mold. You know, I'm a big believer in like being weird and like doing your own thing and whatever that is to you crazy space kids, like I. <laughs> I really think you should take a step back and, and try to figure that out because without without finding that thing, without finding that like weird, strange thing that really means something to you, I think you're probably going to spend a lot of your life lost without a lot of direction. So, you know, get off, uh, get off your like flying hover cars on Mars and like, <laughs> you know, take a second to feel the sand between your hands, you know, like really, really take a moment. Just don't even think. Just just clear clear your head and really like listen to what you uh, listen to what your body's telling you and listen to like where you are in the universe, you know. And just take it one step at a time. We hear you, man. We hear you. Um, once again, Rob, want to thank you again for stopping by. Hope we can do a part two. I talked to Jacob. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. This is awesome. Yeah, well, let's we'll, we'll get a real a real episode in for you um i talked to jacob maybe getting all the butter emails on the po- on the pod at some point oh, dude, that's gonna be a five hour episode <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll scale it we'll, we'll try to scale it so it works out but um yeah man i mean honestly talking to jacob and talking to you uh i don't feel like there's a lot of too many similarities uh maybe you guys might agree disagree but i can see where the chemistry comes from at least you know to have have the podcast that you guys share uh but yeah can't wait to meet the other guys um any last hey, G- oh good oh i was gonna say uh jake jacob zach if you're listening i love you guys shout out to the butter Mails podcast uh and yeah we we're all very different people but there's some weird glue that like keeps us stuck together and it's this podcast like whether it's successful or not is like one of the one of the things i'm most proud of in this life truly like i i really 
I really appreciate the time I get to spend with those guys every week. You know, no matter what the ulterior motives are, like it started as just a podcast with like a bunch of dudes who like spending time together, who don't get to spend time together with each other. Like, you know, making sure like, oh, we're going to spend a couple hours this week. We're going to talk. We're going to make each other laugh, you know, and yeah, I love you guys. If, if they're listening i love you guys <laughs> <laughs> i hope y'all listening uh but yeah nah man um yeah i think I, I listened to that one episode which was i think number 73 where you guys started off talking about saddam hussein which was hilarious uh, <laughs> but uh yeah man I, I think the chemistry's there uh and i'm happy that you have that um you know i think that's something that like we could take that example as something where everybody has a role right like you said going camping everybody's putting something into it and you know there's no other this you know it's all yeah. all together so don't be the guy just sitting at the campfire drinking a beer for real like find something to do to help your fellow people like for real man oh man i i, I used to be that guy <laughs> but uh i, nah, I learned i, 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 I learned was too. i was <laughs> too first couple of years i didn't get it but yeah no doubt um, but yeah man I want to thank you I want to thank all the folks out there if you watching on YouTube listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts appreciate y'all time as well um, yeah if you like the content please subscribe and share and do all that good stuff I, I haven't found my way of saying that yet you know it, it still feels very rigid <laughs> but we have to do it <laughs> you know we we, uh, we like to ask people you know if you like the show tell your friends about us so if, if you liked what you were listening to here like tell your friend tell one friend about 34 questions really you know pick, pick whatever your favorite episode is and just drop it in their DMs and say hey man like I don't know whether you're gonna like this or not but I really like it and I think you know more people should listen to it that, that's kind of where we're at I like that, man. I might have to take a piece of that and and see how I can make it my own. But uh, feel free, man. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thirty-four questions. Peace. And it, it fades from there, man. That was you, dope, dude. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. Really, that was great.